Hey friends, welcome to the Planet Podcast, aligning you in your mindset, nutrition, and wellness. I'm your host, Melanie Barrett, a holistic nutritionist, life, and health coach that is obsessed with helping women to confidently believe and trust in themselves to create positive change in all avenues of life. When it comes to feeling overwhelmed, being crippled by anxiety, paralyzed by what foods to eat, and how the hell to live a balanced, healthy life, I've been through it all and know that struggle personally. This is why I've dedicated my life to helping others just like you to make this world a better place, one mindset shift at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Plant Ahead podcast. As always, I'm super honored and happy to be here. So here we are, guys, going into 2021, and we all know with New Year's, we want to make New Year's resolutions and set new goals, and a lot of times they have to do with weight loss or just getting healthier and going into that world. And as I was grocery shopping the other day, I really stood back at the aisle and was really looking at everything, and it made me so just blown away by the amount of advertising and marketing that's on packages where it says, like, you know, keto friendly or gluten free or vegan. And you just see this stuff everywhere. And people look at it and be like, oh, it's gluten free. I'm totally going to get that. It's better for me. Or it's vegan, like, oh, perfect. And a lot of times that marketing can be very tricky. And you know, or you're like, oh, it's sugar-free, sweet. And then you're like all the, the fake sugars and artificial sweeteners and stuff that in there, you're like, uh-oh, this is not good. But it's interesting though, when I think about just the dieting culture, how there's so many different little symbols that go on the packaging and how much different stuff is out there. And it just made me think about the diet culture as a whole. And it was something that I personally struggled with and had a really hard time navigating through. So, I mean, I could remember in the 90s, growing up in that time, the Atkins diet was the jam. That's what everybody was doing. They're like, low carb, this is how I'm going to eat. And I remember thinking, cutting out an entire food group. Because you remember we used to use the food triangle back in the 90s? And you look at it now, you're like, oh God, there was like candy at the top of it. Oh dear Lord. Anyhow, what's interesting about it is that I remember looking at that thinking, you're going to cut out an entire group in there. That doesn't seem like it's right. And now as being a nutritionist, it makes me cringe to actually cut out an entire food group. A lot of times we don't realize there's not all carbs are created equal. You know, when you eat carbs from a cupcake, it's very different than carbs from a sweet potato. So how we really look at food can be very confusing. And we get a lot of mixed messages with so many different diets. And I've always was that person that was on a diet. I always was looking for the next best diet, that that miracle diet, a miracle pill, whatever you could do. I remember what was it? Hydroxy cut and all that stuff people would take to try to lose weight. It was just crazy how things were. That alley stuff, that pill you take, if you eat a lot of fat, it'll make you poop your pants. It's, it's weird. It was a weird time, but it's, it's interesting for us to really look at diets and how much they've become such a big part of our culture and such a big part of society and just the normal. And for me personally, they always, I felt like diets made me suffer. I always fluctuated between 10 and 30 pounds. I was always that girl dieting, as I said before, but yo-yo, back and forth, back and forth. So what I would do is I remember doing the low-carb Atkins-style diet, and I would do something like that. You know, I would lose weight, and then I would bring 
the, the carbs back in and then I would end up gaining that weight back and then some more. And then I'd be like, okay, this sucks. Let me go on Weight Watchers. I remember Weight Watchers were really big and you know, the 90s and early 2000s and stuff like that. So I would go on Weight Watchers. I would follow the points. I would, I remember losing a bunch of weight at first. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Because of course you're, you're going to lose weight. You're monitoring things. It's going to be a little bit different, but it wasn't, you know, teaching me anything. I just, once I stopped counting the points, all the weight came back and then some more. And then this is how I started that cycle of anywhere from 10 to 30 pounds where I would end up having a really hard season. I was really stressed out and really anxious. I would binge a bunch of food and then gain a ton of weight. And then I would go on a diet and lose it. And then I would gain that weight back and more. And it was literally just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And as I went from diet to diet, I realized something that every time you were to go on a diet, you, you take a rule with you. And if you think about intermittent fasting, or maybe you put that there and just not eating after a certain time at night, And so before you know it, if you take all the diets, you're like, okay, I can't eat before 11 o'clock in the morning. And then, you know, I have to eat low carb. I need to eat high fat. I need to not eat after seven o'clock. I have to avoid sugar and then no caffeine here and do this rule here. And then before you know, there's so many rules they're on top of each other. You almost get paralyzed because you're like, I don't know what to eat. I don't know what to do. And it stresses you out even more than you end up eating more. So it's a vicious cycle that we can get stuck in with just the diet culture in general. So I really wanted to be here to kind of break that down for you guys and really explain what I personally do for myself and what I do with clients. And it's been a really powerful shift I've seen in others and and especially in myself because I've been through it. And I know what it's like to have a really bad relationship with food. And that was one of my biggest struggles growing up, especially going into my teens and my 20s. It was really hard on me because I never felt feelings. I never really felt safe growing up. So I always used food as a coping mechanism. And I was never that girl that was like severely crazy overweight or anything, but I was always very unhealthy. I was always getting sick. I had health issues that just kept going and going. And my mom would always joke like, oh, you're always sick all the time. You're sick all the time. And I'm like, I don't know. And I would get bronchitis all the time. I'd have to have inhalers. Like I was a mess. And From all of that too, I developed a lot of stomach issues. I am gluten intolerant. So there's just, I'm intolerant to so many different foods now because my poor gut has been through the ringer. One of the biggest pivotal points for me, as I said before, was really changing how I felt about food and my relationship with food in general. And I feel like that's the most powerful piece overall that I really like to work with clients about. And the reason being is that when we do diets, it's restrictive. Think about it. So usually it's cutting out certain kind of foods and you do it for a certain type of timeline, but all of these diets are not sustainable. They're not long-term. So that's why we struggle with the dieting culture and why it is so hard. A lot of times you're like, oh, I just don't have enough willpower. And, you know, most of the time it's not 
you that's failing. It's the diet. It's the diet that's failing you because it's not a sustainable thing. And then you try to do it like cutting out carbs, for example. You can't cut carbs out forever. Your body turns carbs into energy. You need that energy to thrive and feel your best and to function and be the best version of you. So when you cut that out, after a while, your energy is going to drop. You're not feeling as good. You're you start to get brain fog, you're getting sluggish, and all that stuff starts to happen. So it's just eventually your body's like, give me the food, give me the food. And then you end up going for it and you're like, why did I fail? Because this stuff isn't sustainable. Yes, you can go on some weird said diet for a week or two, sure. But after a while, it just becomes too hard because we live in a society where all of our cultures, no matter what culture you are or what your background is, all of it's based around food. Food is a very essential part of our lives and not only just in culture, but it's what we need to survive. So it's, you can't, if you decide you don't want to do drugs anymore or drink, you figure out the tools that you need and you step away from that. But with food, you can't step away from food. We need it to survive. So that's what makes eating in general frustrating and very hard. So when we get to a place where we want to lose weight, it can really make it almost feel impossible. So really looking at things from a different perspective and asking yourself, how is my relationship with food? So if you're listening right now, I want you to pause this for a second and just ask yourself, what is my relationship with food? And even with the answers that come up for you, really sit with them and think about it. And for me, I was very emotionally driven with food. When I felt stressed out or I was trying to putz around and put something off because I didn't want to do it, I would just go downstairs and grab some food and eat a bag of something or other. And then the bag would be gone. And I'd be like, what the hell? What happened? I swear to God, I just had this bag of pretzels. And then you realize, oh man, I just had that entire bag of pretzels. And you're like, wait a second. I was totally just stressed out or just procrastinating. So those are things that we tend to do as humans. So really asking yourself if this is emotionally driven. So it's really changing that relationship with food and how you look at it. And it's definitely not something that happens overnight and it's super quick. You're like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to change how I do this. There's a lot of emotions that are attached to it. There's a lot of programming. How I talked about in last week's episode, how our brains are like computer systems and we get programmed with these stories and these beliefs that we believe to be true. So a lot of people I've always noticed working with clients is binging after seven, eight o'clock at night, even before bed eating, like after dinner, you end up eating a ton of calories until you go to bed. So it all depends on blood sugar. And there's so many different moving pieces there, of course. But when it comes to the emotional aspect of it, we might find it comforting because something to do with childhood or it's a habit, just a silly little habit that we've developed over time that think about it. Let's say you have somebody, a friend's in town or something, and you guys are hanging out and they're staying with you for a week. While they're there for that week, they, you guys want to have a good time. So you're drinking a bunch, you're eating a bunch of different foods you normally wouldn't eat, maybe going out to eat more and stuff like that. And then before you know it, your friend leaves and you're sitting there addicted to sugar and you just want to end up binging so much more at night. And then before you know it, that's a really simple habit that can happen over time. And before you know it, you're like, oh man, I don't want to eat at night. So then you try and it becomes really, really hard. You're like, what the hell is this? So 
there's a lot of factors that come into play. So I just kind of wanted to share an example to have you kind of see how this can fall in. So really questioning the behavior and asking yourself, okay, where did this come from? And when you get to the root cause of it, it really helps you understand the dynamics of that piece. So you can break down that program and let it go, no matter if it's from childhood or into being an adult. It doesn't matter where necessarily where it comes from, but just really looking at it, accepting it. And you know me, I was talking about acceptance, but being like, okay, what's going on with this? And really honoring yourself through the process. So even for me, some tr little tricks that I do is I keep a sign in my pantry, even still to this day, just because I have to remind myself, you know, I am human and I put like, check your emotions. Am I really hungry right now? Or am I feeling emotional? And then I'm like, oh yeah, totally just feeling emotional is having a little bit of a stressful day. And I'm like, okay, kind of step back. And so there's little tools and techniques and stuff that you can do, but really changing how you feel about it as I said before, is it's definitely a journey because this is how many years of stories that have been compiled on top of each other and on top of each other and so on and so forth. So it can start to feel really overwhelming, especially if you've been a diet junkie like I was where you're just doing one after another. And I said one of the biggest pieces was taking those rules with me. And when I did that, I mean, I reached a point where I felt like I couldn't eat anything because everything was so wrong and I was full of so many programs. And then what I would do is if I slipped up or my willpower wasn't good enough, I would beat myself up. And then I would shame myself and I should have done better, you know, shooting all over myself. And then before I knew it, I felt awful and I was sitting on the floor eating a bag of chips, you know, and be like, oh my God, why is this happening to me? And I was like, you just, I just fell into complete victim mode. And once I realized all of this stuff and looked back on it, I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And I knew for me personally, I did not want the dial lifestyle to run me anymore. It was just flat out exhausting. And I really felt like there had to be another way. And for me, when I finally said enough was enough, I had that absolute rock bottom moment. And you know that one where you feel like you've hit the bottom so hard that you feel like you can't get up? So for me, what happened was I remember laying down on my bathroom floor next to the toilet and I had one of those giant like value pack bags of animal crackers. And I remember shoving them in my mouth and I knew that gluten bothered me, but yeah, I was still eating them because a lot of times I noticed when I would have stomach issues, I would actually eat to make myself feel better because it was that temporary really quick fix to feel better. And I was just eating these animal crackers and shoving them in my mouth. And at the time, I was probably up there on my highest weight I've ever been, minus pregnancy. And I just felt so miserable. I felt sorry for myself. And I was just crying. Like, and I felt like I was going to explode because I was so full and just eating more and more and more. And I just remember just dropping them on the floor and just laying there and crying and crying and crying and thinking there has to be another way. So that's when I really realized that there really has to be another way. And I really started to seek the more holistic, healthier route out. I mean, going to school and becoming a nutritionist and doing all the things that I do today and really learning that it's not just about what you're eating. And yes, of course, it's about, you know, calories in, calories out, and being in calorie surplus and eating too many calories. So as our body needs X amount of calories, we're all 
we're all individuals with our DNA and what we need to feel our best. But when you're in a calorie surplus, you're consuming more calories than your body needs. So when you end up taking in more calorie than more calories than your body needs, 3,500 extra calories surplus equals one pound of fat. So just to kind of give you guys a broad example. So we're like, oh my God, I gained a pound. Last night, it's like, you didn't eat 3,500 calories. And a night, yes, it could have been accumulative over time, but it didn't happen in a day. Or it was like, oh, I gained so much weight over Thanksgiving. It doesn't work like that. But it, it's something that happens over time. And I remember when I was eating those animal crackers, I didn't know that that's how calories worked. And it was because I always thought it was about just that day. And I always had that thing, oh, you know what? I'm just going to start tomorrow. I'm going to start my diet on Monday. I'm just going to eat whatever I want this weekend. I'm going to start fresh on Monday. And then Monday would come. I would do great till about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Something would happen. I would end up eating really bad. And the cycle happened over and over and over and over and over again. And when I realized how everything actually works, that you don't, you can't just eat everything you want in a day and then tomorrow's a fresh day and it starts over. Once I understood all of it, I was like, oh, my God. Like ripped my hair out. I couldn't believe it. And like that anger that I almost fell from it, I was able to redirect that energy to make that change. And I realized that I had a lot of emotions that were attached to food. And when I started breaking those down and really looking at them from a different perspective, that's when a lot of things shifted and changed for me that I realized that dieting is set up to have you fail because it's not sustainable and really learning about sustainability and long-term success because we live in a culture of quick fixes and you order something on Amazon, a lot of times you can still get it same day delivery or we can get our groceries delivered. Everything's so fast and efficient and how it works today that that's what we're used to. So we want instant gratification. And when it comes to weight loss, a lot of times with diets, we want that instant gratification from this diet. And then when it doesn't work quickly enough or not the way we want it, or we don't feel the way that we want, we end up giving up and then we're being spiteful mad. I said, there's a vicious cycle again. So there's so many different moving pieces that come into the diet world that can make it really hard, especially the guilt and the shame that we feel as women. It's really hard. And being a mother and after having a kid being like, I just want to fit in my pre-pregnancy genes or be my pre-pregnancy size. I used to be so skinny. I don't know what happened. So it's, it's something that's very hard to wrap your head around, but really using this podcast to listen to, take it in and really figure out what's going on with you and what's getting you to this place. Are, have you been a diet junkie most of your life? Are you carrying different rules from each diet and realizing this, oh crap, this is not good for me. What am I doing? Then congratulations. If you're like, crap, this is me. Like, fuck, fuck, fuck. That's okay. Cause you know what? I'm going to help you break it down and kind of step out of that. So what is the freedom from dieting. It's honest to God, here it is. It's intuitive eating guys. It's, it's magical. And it all depends of course, on your goals, where you're trying to go, your body composition, what's going on. There's so many different pieces there, but at the end of the day, intuitive eating has is how I've been able to do it. And I haven't dieted now in, I don't even know, probably seven years. It's been a long time. And for me, when I quit dieting, I felt so free. And the coolest part, get this, I gained 50 pounds during my pregnancy and I lost all of it without dieting once, without dieting at all. 
All I did was intuitively eat and listen to my body. And that's the magic, friends, is just being an intuitive eater. So, okay, what is intuitive eating? It's literally being intuitive with yourself and listening to your body and your body's needs, understanding, oh, I feel kind of full right now, or I'm not, I'm not, not actually hungry at all. I just probably shouldn't be eating. So when you connect in with your, yourself, you do what your body needs because your body knows what it needs. Your body is magical. It's a magical little unicorn. You are a magical unicorn. But when you listen to your body and understand its needs, everything becomes so much easier. But we live in that society that's go, 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 push, 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 that we tend to disconnect with ourselves and really listen. But when we start to do that, it can make things so much easier. So with intuitive eating, as I said, you just really listen to your body. So, okay, how do you how do you do this? Like, okay, this sounds so easy. This doesn't make any sense. So what you do is when you eat food, you just really want to tap into your senses. You want to be really present with them and just see how the food tastes and how it feels and how it smells. Take your time, chew really slow, make sure you're drinking a lot of water throughout the day and do those kind of things. And you'll notice, oh man, I'm not eating as much because you're listening to your body. Because when you're intuitively eating, you're not snacking and stuff at night. But, and here's the other cool thing about it too, is that, you know, I might have a season where I do end up gaining weight through the course of holidays or something like that. No big deal. All I do is just get a little bit better with my intuitive eating, pay attention to my body. I'm like, Ooh, I really am full. And I'm able to kind of shake that off pretty quickly because I don't let myself ever really get too far off or anything like that. So I'm very in tune with it. And that's the cool thing. So if you are interested in looking into intuitive eating and you want to find out more and how I help people through that journey, just totally reach out to me. I have the link in the show notes. You can find me. You can find me on Instagram too at planahead.co. But I really want to help you guys start this process and understand it because it's really, really fun. Because what I like to do for people is take them from being a diet junkie to an unsustainable way into a way that feels really good. You feel really aligned and you feel empowered. And that's the best thing about when you're feeling good, everybody else around you is feeling good too. When you're at a really good weight, you're feeling confident, you're feeling vibrant, and everything just feels so much easier and just with flow because you're vibrating at a frequency and an energy that makes you feel really good. Because we all know coming from a world of dieting, it's just so restrictive. There's so many rules and we're humans. Naturally, if you tell us like, don't do this, don't do that, what are you going to want to do? The exact opposite. So you're like, oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Because it's just what we know. We have these natural tendencies in us. So diets are truly designed to, to set us up to fail. So finding a different way to honor your body and to listen to it and changing the relationship with food and just in general, living more of a healthier style lifestyle. Because at the end of the day, this is about a lifestyle. It's not a diet. It's about truly stepping in and owning your body. Because most of our lives, a lot of us treat our bodies like trash cans. And we don't even realize that we're doing it. So to really understand, wow, this is not the best for me. And when we go in there and, and I work with people, we really figure out their new baseline. We get in there, we detox all the inflammation, the stuff out of the body, and you start to see this new baseline, this new vibrant place that you didn't even know was possible. And when you start to clear that stuff out, you see this is baseline. This is what it feels to feel really good. I know what it's like. And it almost starts to become addicting. So then you bring in things that don't make you feel good 
or you end up gaining weight and you just feel really bloated and puffy, you recognize it really quickly. Kind of what I was saying before, like I don't end up gaining much weight. And if I do, it's just a few pounds I fluctuate in and I recognize it pretty quickly. Like I'm not feeling my best. I tap into my body. I'm like, Ooh, I need to get back to my baseline. As I said, most of us don't know what our baseline is because we've so used to not feeling good. And that's just what we know. So we're like, this is my normal, right? But then when you actually get to experience that new, fresh, clean baseline of energy, you're like, all right, I love this. This, this is addicting. I can chase around my kids. I can get my work done. I'm going to exercise in the morning. I'm sleeping so much better. My joints don't hurt. And you're like, oh my God, life is so amazing. And that's the thing. It really, really can be. It's just setting up the right plan and the right structure that's based around your life because we can't try to do different diets and these different things if it's not based around our life and how we live. So really figuring out and structuring everything around that is so powerful. And it's just about getting yourself into alignment and really figuring out what works for you. And as you start to do that, this healthier lifestyle becomes second nature. It becomes so comfortable. It becomes so easy. You start creating healthier and healthier and better habits. And just having especially the accountability to get in there is just so, so powerful. So I just want to be here to tell you guys, you don't have to keep dieting. There are other options and there are sustainable options that make you feel really, really good. Because I don't know about you, but some diets have always made me just feel like super icky and just deprived and really just living a healthier lifestyle for you makes you feel so much better. So I am just so excited as always to be here. And if you guys, as I said, if you guys are interested at all, just click the link in the show notes and connect with me. I'd love to be here and just to listen to your story. So I hope all of you guys really enjoyed this episode and I hope it makes a little bit more sense just to kind of get those takeaways from it that Yes, we've done all the diets, we've done the different things, but there is a way out of it. And it, it's it's interesting too, just wanted to share as well that when you start to step out of that, a lot of resistance can come up too, because these are the programs and these those are the stories that you've been conditioned to and that you know and just feel right. But as you start to move through them and break them down, you're like, wow, that was really silly. And you start to just get so empowered and feel your absolute best. And that's what life is about. It's about feeling the best as you in your skin. And I just want to let you guys know you can do this. And I really, really do believe in you. So I really hope this episode served you today. And I hope you all have a beautiful, lovely week. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you love what you heard, please leave me a review and share this episode with someone you feel may benefit. For more inspiration, join the conversation with me on Instagram at planahead.co. There you will find a link in my bio to my free mindful and meal prep guide that will kickstart your wellness journey today. Until next time, remember, even through your hardest days, we are all made of stardust.